We are born of the blood, made men by the blood, undone by the blood. Our eyes are yet to open. Fear the old blood. Episode 1, numero uno of Dark Insight, with me, Cliff, also known as Death Note. So as you know, this is a fairly new series, which I decided to start only a few days ago, and I decided that I'd record a small, short episode, just to get everyone into the feel of things. So as this is the first episode, let me give you a little rundown of the plan for the show. It's going to be a bit loosey-goosey. Based around souls, bloodborne news and junk. Basically stuff that I think's interesting in the world of From Software and the community. I'll also be talking a lot about general gaming as well and just things that I might find generally interesting really. So let's uh, kick off shall we? So the first thing is first, what led me to the Souls games? Well, I'm very new to the series, and I've actually only finished one in the series, and I am playing through a second one at the moment. But I am planning to play through all of the games backwards, as I've I've mentioned this to a few people before, obviously Bloodborne, Scroll of the First Sim, Dark Souls, Demon Souls. But I'm going to do that as I do the show, and I can give you a rundown of my thoughts and stuff for the games. Uh, I've been gaming for a long time. Basically, my first gaming machine was Commodore 64, and I've been an avid gamer since then. So my love of gaming runs pretty deep, and I've always wanted to create something with that love. I podcast, YouTube videos, that sort of thing. I am Twitch streaming at the moment, which you can get me... Uh, on there most nights and I normally tweet out about that you can get me at Death Note which is D-E-4-T-H underscore N-O-T-E T-E T-E so yeah as I was saying I play well I play a lot of games uh, I don't really pigeonhole myself into one genre at all really I just I play a game if it's good it's good if it's rubbish, it's rubbish. Uh, I will give most games, bar sports games, a go. I'm not really into the whole sports games. But there's one set of games that I've always avoided, and they were the Souls games. As uh, they most certainly come with a very harsh reputation of being some of the hardest games out there, if not the hardest games on the market. And that, for me, was... A pretty massive deal breaker as me myself I have a very very short temper <laughs> and I'm a pretty sore loser when it comes to gaming uh, when I was younger obviously typical I'd break a lot of controllers via losing and all sorts of stuff really but as I've got older my temper's got well a hell of a lot less 
crazy. And yeah, and then Bloodborne reared its head. I've got to say, I was pretty much instantly drawn to it as I'm a massive, massive fan of gothic horror and all things associated with gothic horror. This is by far my favourite genre of all time and all the press footage that I had seen and all the images and the, the videos had my interest very, very piqued. You know, then obviously that, that came around. The game came out and was receiving amazing reviews. Like I was looking at some of the reviews and it's in the higher 90s and it was doing fantastically, which was another thing for me to say, oh, I'm, I'm on this, I think. But there was still that one nagging thing that the difficulty, as it's in, in all the reviews, the difficulty was basically being mentioned all the time that it's a tough, tough game. Uh, and I was still pretty undecided as PS4s aren't cheap and I didn't particularly want to throw my PS4 out of the window. So, yeah. But uh, I had a good chat with uh, my friend Fingers Blank, who I work with, and he basically talked to me round and said, look, why don't you just give it a go? Grab a coffee. And if you don't like it, you can trade in, can't you? So, so launch day, got a copy, started to play, and man, man, oh man, oh man, always getting killed, so much, I couldn't even get past the first section of Yarnum, you know, the section with the town square, where they've got the uh, wolf tied up, and they're sacrificing him, I think I probably spent about two to three hours there, completely stuck, completely just, yeah, it, it it was it was bad 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 news and I was getting mightily mightily frustrated. Um, the the problem was I've always played games set on easy just to enjoy the story and I never really give myself a challenge. So I had a hell of a lot to learn about this game and its nuances and the way it worked. But bit by bit I began to learn. Bloodborne wasn't what I'd actually class as a hard game. If you look at it properly and play it correctly, if you're strategic, I found out if you take your time and actually learn attack patterns and placements of enemies, the game becomes not ridiculously hard, but just a mild challenge. And the one thing that stuck out to me with this game is that it was never, ever unfair. And if you died man it was my fault not the game being cheap that's one thing i always came across was the game was never being cheap it's my strategies weren't correct for that part and that was the major difference for me between souls games and what i class now as regular games a regular game or casual games you might class it yeah whack it up to hard and the enemies just become HP sponges basically and they pull really cheap tricks and they, they don't really they, they just yeah their HP bars just go through the roof and basically you're there for half an hour pounding away 
and it's just completely boring. Not this game. Uh, that was it, really. Four hours in, and I already had declared that this game was my favourite game ever, taken over from the Metal Gear series and Final Fantasy. Whereas them two, yeah, they're, they're my most favourite, basically. Uh, I am a massive fan of survival horror games as well, as I said, but also I love RPG games. I love games where you can just get in them, get lost, get lost and sucked into a world and just sort of escape everything, escape your daily life. And for those few hours that you're playing, you're just completely somewhere else. So Bloodborne was a mixture of the two, the survival horror and the RPG, which was absolutely perfect for me. And the uh, extra satisfaction of actually accomplishing something when you finally break down that boss, you finally defeat him, your heart is racing, your adrenaline's pumping. I haven't had a feeling like that not with gaming for a very, very long time. So I basically continued to play through Bloodborne, started playing for it really, really well because I really got to grips with understanding the game. Played through another time and finished a new game plus as well. So then, so now, well, basically I've moved on to Scholar of the First Sim. And, wow, I found this even harder than Bloodborne. And I was getting my head kicked in even more than I did on Bloodborne. And I actually nearly quit the game series. Because of it, I I just, I couldn't move through. My head just wasn't working properly. Basically, I got to Hades Tower of Flame. And yeah, just getting killed over and over again. And I felt at that point it was actually being cheap. My problem was was when an enemy was pulling back for an attack, I would basically dodge. And as he's pulling back for attack, they start to... He's basically spinning on one foot, which I feels a little bit cheap. It's a little bit naughty. I then reached out to the guys at Twin Humanities asking for some advice as I was really, really struggling. Uh, Paddy then basically told me that this area in the original game was pretty much a cakewalk. But now they'd obviously added the Hired Knights and the big bloody dragon at the top. And the game was much harder of this version. It was basically Dark Souls 2 hard version <laughs> so after talking to the guys I decided right okay not going to quit so go back to the game and obviously realised it was actually my fault not paying attention as basically once they start their attack they do not move and that was my dodge window basically I was trying to dodge at the top of their swing rather than as they started coming on their downswing. Once they start their downswing, they do not move and you can quite easily get quite a big dodge window and use up those iframes. Just to make a quick point, I am running a two-handed sword and shield 
I'm now running uh, power stance, great swords with no shield, as I wanted to keep my Bloodborne style of play, and I didn't want a turtle behind a shield, basically. So, already making things a little bit harder for myself. But, yeah, that was a major turning point with this game. I'm now about 45 hours in, and I'm just about to start the DLC, which I have heard is harder than the core game itself. So that is going to be a lot of fun. So I just want to say a massive thank you to CJ and Paddy over at Twin Humanities for all the encouragement to carry on as I now have found an amazing addiction and love for this universe. And if it wasn't for you guys, I think I may have quit and missed out on something so very very good which by the way has probably now ruined many other games for me because this is like a different level of quality game and other games just don't seem to compare to it now but I'll also yeah I just yeah keep up the great work with your podcast guys as I very much enjoy your banter uh, yeah one more thing about the game's lore I love it. It's amazing. The way you have to work things out for yourself is brilliant. And I said this to CJ, that it reminds me of the film Donnie Darko. And it gives you, it basically gives you the core information you need and then leaves it up to you to fill in all the gaps, fill in the story, make up your own mind. And I love that about films. It, it leaves things up to you to decide and also well i didn't really realize that there were games that did it but now i do and yeah this that for me is just great game design great film design don't just hand it to people on a plate that let them use their intelligence and don't just feel that don't presume that the audience is thick you know and that's what a lot of these films do and people aren't stupid people people are good at working these things out and talking to people around them as you see within the dark souls community one person works a theory out another person comes along and discredits that and then they work together and they both come up with another theory it's fantastic and i absolutely love it but speaking of law and story that leads me on to my next point which is my other game of the moment which is destiny my point with that is it was is i always wondered why destiny destiny got a, a bit of a ribbon that it didn't have much story but upon playing dark souls dark souls doesn't really even neither does bloodborne it does but it doesn't on the surface if you play the game if you don't read the item descriptions if you don't go looking for the law you're like eh what the hell is going on what what the hell but Destiny does exactly the same. On the surface, you're like, oh, what's going on? But as with Dark Souls, Bloodborne, it's you read the item descriptions and there's a hell of a lot of their lore there to be discovered. And the same with Destiny. If you, sit, you uncover Grimoire cards, basically, you unlock them. And when you read the Grimoire cards, there are a lot, and lot 
lore and story there, you know, and it's fantastic. And this is where I think I kind of stumbled, or maybe the answer. I think it's down to the type of gamer that inherently plays these games. Whereas Souls fans, they like getting in deep. They're your RPG fam. 100 hours of playtime, uncovering everything, can't leave any stone unturned kind of guys. Whereas your Destiny fans, which more and more you're getting more RPG fans playing them, but it generally it was the more casual people because it was the, like the Halo gamers, your Call of Duty gamers that were going over for the, for the multiplayer and sort of thing. But they generally tend to like their stuff handed to them on a plate, not insinuating that they're stupid because that's far from the case. They just, they want to come in, turn the console on, play a game for an hour, come off again. That's that's how they like it. Um, but they were the ones who made a big fuss that there wasn't a massive story, blah, blah, blah. But as I said, if you look into the story and read the Grimoire cards, it's actually very good. If you go and watch uh, Sir Wallen Lawseekers videos on YouTube, I'll stick a link in the description. His videos are fantastic and some of the lore that he's pulled from the Grimoire cards is pretty mind-blowing. Some of the story on the Vex and obviously their time-travelling escapades is pretty amazing. I won't give too much, Ray, but go go to his channel. If you're a Destiny fan, go and have a little look because, yeah, they're very, very good. I just thought it was a shame that the game got a bad name because of this point. And there are many games out there that do this. But Destiny, I think it's because everyone, obviously because it was Bungie, everyone expected it to be just exactly the same as Halo. Whereas it's not. It's not the same. But I I really like it. It's I think it's a really, really good game. And the law's there to be found if you want the law. If you can actually be bothered to look for it. It's amazing. Yeah, and so that's basically really what got me. Souls Bloodborne is that story and lore, and it's like heroin to me now. And I can't not have it in my life. I pretty much, I'm at work, working on the machines and stuff, and constantly thinking of strategies and things. And yeah, I I absolutely love these games. I think they're spectacular. Um. The other day, though, uh, I was watching a very interesting video by Dave Klein and Terramantis, that's Dave Control Live, Terramantis, on uh, 10 things that inspired Bloodborne. If you haven't seen the video, once again, I'll leave a link in the description. It is a very, very good video laying down a few of the things, as the title says, that inspired the game and atmosphere. And I'd like to say thanks to you guys in that video, as you've led me to the brilliant anime Berserk. I'd never heard of it before, surprisingly, but it is fantastic, as I am a a massive anime fan. I've started watching it, and it is spectacular. I've been watching the films, yeah. I'm fully, fully into that. And uh, the other thing they mentioned as well, which obviously I have figured out as playing through Bloodborne, is that there's a massive influence by HP Lovecraft and... That was a big selling point for me once I got to that part in the game because H.P. Lovecraft is my favourite author of possibly all time. I love his works. His works are spectacular. They are 
I just love the way they are they are first person but you 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 basically you'll lose your mind seeing these kind of elder god creature beast things and it makes you go mad as it does in Bloodborne with the insight and that sort of thing I, I don't want to say too much because of obviously spoilers but yeah if you haven't checked out HP Lovecraft I and you like Bloodborne I think you should definitely definitely go and check out his work it's spectacular books are obviously Call of Cthulhu uh, The Mountains of Madness Oh, there's just so many horror at Dunwich, uh, the Red Hook Horror. There's so many good books. Go check them out. Uh, the other thing that I mentioned is uh, a French film called Brotherhood of the Wolf. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, but if you are a Bloodborne fan, man, will I recommend it? It's brilliant. It it has the atmosphere and feel of Bloodborne perfectly. Well, obviously because Bloodborne was inspired a lot by this film obviously by the, the the costume from the costumes down to the weapons that they use during the fights and stuff like the as if you've seen the video you see the Freddy came basically it's he's got like a bone sword basically that pulls out into a whip with um, bits of bone down it which is exactly the same as the Freddy came which is uh, Miyazaki clearly has taken some brilliant inspiration straight from that into his game and also in that game there's uh, Monica Belushi you can't go wrong with a bit of Monica Belushi I don't think right moving on then to my next and final point for this one I didn't want to make this this one too long really because it's just sort of me just sort of feeling out the podcast doing it a little shorter and just sort of just to get into the flow of things and see how the format's going to work and maybe get some feedback from you guys to see where to take it in the future, just what I can improve on, what I need to maybe add, maybe if I should make it a bit longer, but just for the, I, I thought maybe just for the time being where it's just me, maybe make it sort of 20 minutes to half an hour, just a, a little bit. And then may, maybe I'll bring some more people in and uh, like do do some team ups that'd be quite good to have a chat with people so basically I'm just getting on to my last point as I said massive fan horror love horror games horror things my major disappointment when Silent Hills has been cancelled the uh, Kojima Del Toro thing that was going to be an absolute masterpiece in my eyes so yeah last month Konami officially cancelled the much anticipated collaboration between Kajami Kajami Kojima and Del Toro where well a lot of the details remain quite obscure but it's definitely a consequence of undisclosed issues between Kojima and Konami but uh, IGN did an interview with uh, Del Toro uh, the other day and he He's put a few little things down which I'd like to uh, read out. It's quite interesting. But it sounds like it could have been a fantastic game. I shall now read. I'll read directly from the interview. Uh, it basically went like this. 
the collaboration between Kojima and myself, the meetings and the friendship that was developing was beautiful. We had an agreement on where to go. We had an agreement on how we were going to push the new platforms. We were having a blast. What we wanted to do with the game, and we were very much on agreement with this, was to take the technology and making make it as cutting edge as we could in creating terror in the house. The idea was very, very atmospheric drenched. But what made Silent Hill so great was you had the atmosphere, but then, then a payoff with a very, very intense series of moments. We wanted to do some stuff that I'm pretty sure, just in case it ever comes back, which honestly, I would love somebody to change their mind so that we can do it. But in case it comes back, there's some stuff that was very new and I wouldn't want to spoil it. Norman Reedus, the Walking Dead actor who was attached to play the lead role, was super happy. Hideo Kojima was super happy and so was I. I know there's a petition going around on the internet and it's gathering a lot of signatures and I would add my signature to it for sure. And I hope that someone pays attention so that we can go back and carry on creating this game. So, as you heard, everything was pretty spot on in their camp, apart from the the, the dramas between Kojima and Konami himself, which is it's a shame when things like that happen, really, because ugh, it's a shame when publishers get in the way of an artist creativity and basically block them from doing what they should be should be doing basically and a lot of publishers do it you know Activision does it with Destiny that with Call of Duty guys I'm sure they wish they could try and break away from what they do but they're just locked into making the same things oh excuse me yeah they're they're basically locked into making the same things over and over again and these big publishers, they're not really willing to either let new IPs go or just let, let the artists do what they want to be doing. And that's what they need to do, I feel. So we can get these games that are fantastic. They need to be letting artists do their work and just basically worry about publishing games because... Yeah, they, they 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 like to get involved, but um, at least there are a few artists that that do carry on and do their own thing. As with Miyazaki, he he clearly gets to do what he wants to do, even more so like with Bloodborne because well he's the CEO of his company now, so he 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 has to do a little bit of the uh, CEO stuff and then making the game if you read the interview with him he basically had to put sort of one or two days a week in for his ceo stuff and the rest he was working on bloodborne but he was completely free to do what he wanted with it and he will i'm sure that's the way it was before like when he came into demon souls and had to obviously that was his first game that's absolutely ridiculous that a game like that was his first game to direct and did obviously such a good job and took the world by storm with that RPG it did so well in the reviews no one was expecting that game 
and the difficulty of it, but everyone was blown away by it. And yeah, I just, it, it's, that's, that's, that's how I feel really. We just need to, publishers need to stay away. Well, on that note, I'm going to call it a week, a week, a night, a finish. Yes. Oh, you can tell I'm tired whilst recording this late at night. Well, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to my first episode of Dark Insights. Um, once again, I'd like to say thank you for everyone that's tuned in to listen. If you have any comments or criticism or anything you you believe that I could change or add to the podcast to make it maybe a bit longer, a bit more interesting, please feel free and drop the comments either on the SoundCloud where I'll post this or on my Twitter. Uh, I'm always there. But yeah, I'd like to say thanks to obviously Twin Humanities once again. Thanks for keeping me in these games. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't have carried on playing them. Um, and obviously, I'd like to say thanks to the guys that I've been chatting to, obviously on Twitter. Uh, Father of Odin, Stutch, Jeremy Greer, obviously the Dark Souls 2 boys, uh, EMB. Yeah, everyone I've been chatting to on Twitter about the Soul and yeah, the Souls community in general. You've been great. I, I've a lot of other gaming communities can be a bit rough but uh, yeah you guys have been fantastic and yeah thank you for welcoming in and I hope to do some more of these episodes and I hope you all enjoyed it so shield away sword up don't forget fear the old blood see you again soon